Fall of Our Heroes! Alright. This is our bonus episode of Black Panther full spoiler review. We got bon we got almost a bonus guest. We got special guests uh for our bonus episode. So you guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves. What's up, everyone? My name is Waldy. Uh, my at is at Waldy underscore A. Follow me on TikTok or Instagram. It's nice to be on the show. It's your boy. My name is Mikey. Um, my at is <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, uh, Christian me, all that above. <laughs> Hello, I am Emmanuel. Um, you can find me and then you can follow me if you find my ad. <laughs> <laughs> if you find them. Uh, I didn't introduce ourselves. So if you're new to the pod, I'm Daniel. And yeah, I'm one of your co-hosts. Awesome. And I'm Messi Morales. And of course, we are your qualified, your qualified heroes. heroes. So um, we're just going to go around the room, give our like quick review of the movie. And then we'll dive deep full into spoilers. Um, I'll give the floor to Waldy, then Mikey, then Emmanuel, and then we'll just go around the same way we did last time. All right. So um, watched it on Wednesday and then watched it again today. And honestly, after seeing a second one, a second time, I do definitely appreciate it a little bit more. I would say my rating at the moment is about 7.58, anywhere around there. Really good content, really is a tearjerker. Um, did lack some stuff here and there, but overall great. Um, MCU movie. Love that entry. Um, I watched it, I would say, one and a half times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but my rating for the movie still stayed the same. Um, for the first time I watched it, I was given an eight. Today I watched it and I was honestly quite tired from work. Um, so I did fall asleep a couple times during the movie, but nonetheless, it had nothing to do with how good or bad the movie was. I was just exhausted. So solid eight. I personally enjoyed the movie quite a bit. It was a good follow-up movie to Black Panther, uh, the original. I think it, um, Marvel did a very good job at following up with this movie, especially with the obviously the unfortunate circumstances that we found ourselves in with the lack of uh, the late Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Um, but I do give the movie an overall really good score. I'd give it like an eight. Um, to I enjoyed it a lot. And then there was a lot of things that expanded on to the whole Wakandan uh, uh, city, uh, country, and then the world building as well, which I didn't think that was possible. But there are still more things that we haven't discovered here in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys said it really well. I personally give it a 7.5. It really, it did expand on Wakanda a lot. We didn't see that much in the first movie. We just kind of like saw one area. This expanded on Wakanda a ton. Um, like Emmanuel was saying, it was a really tall task for Ryan Coogler, the director, to make a sequel to a movie when you don't have your main actor. Um, and you could tell that the performances by the cast, you could really feel that they missed the presence and that they put that emotion into, into the movie. Um, there was things there. The movie still had its flaws, but ultimately, I give it a 7.5 because the powerful performances delivered by the cast. 
Awesome. Uh, so yeah, so I have actually two ratings for the for this movie. Um, I have the rating of a MCU movie, and I have a rating of a performance um, point of view. Performance point of view, they did ten out of ten. Uh, all the actors gave them their all. The whole point of this movie is to show the the missing of their main actor. Chadwick Boseman obviously passed away a couple of years ago. And they they did a hundred percent the job, what they needed to do of 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 the tragedy that happened of Chadwick passing away, and just all of that just being moving forward of what was going on with Wakanda, what happened with the new Black Panther, what's going on in the future of the franchise. They explained everything on this film, and on that part, I give it a ten out of ten. But on these on my other rating, I give it a seven out of ten because it's an MCU movie. In the sense that as a phase four last movie, it didn't do it for me personally because, again, this is a, the last movie of phase four. Normally, when they end a phase four, a phase is with a, a really big movie that will continue into the next phase of like all, all phase one to three, all the end with Avengers. And I, and me personally, what I went to the expectations of. Of something that will continue until the next phase, but yet again, this movie was not meant for that. This movie was meant to represent and cherish that everything that Shawick did to us and also to the cast as well. So yeah, so seven out of ten MCU movie, ten out of ten for the cast and love that the people had for this film. Yeah. All right. So we'll kind of just like start saying things i do want to mention uh i missed the first five minutes of the movie or maybe a little less and i still haven't rewatched it yet my friend sent me sent me the video uh, of the first because he was recording it so <laughs> i gotta go back and watch it i missed it because my wife was asking for a cup of water and that there was still the trailer going on i guess it was the last trailer and i was like all right bet i'll go get you a cup of water i went to go get a cup of water and there was this long line and then by the time I came back, uh, uh, Black Panther's casket was going into the air. And I was like, damn, I freaking missed it. And she's like, yeah, they were trying to revive him. I'm like, what? I freaking missed it? So I don't, I don't know how that... Doing. I missed the first five minutes, too. Yeah, I got there, and then they were having a funeral. They were, like, walking them down. And I'm like, okay, all right, got it. This is where we're Whoa, starting off. Like, I literally, I, since the movie starts, it's, it's so damn. powerful. Like... Yeah. If you miss the first five minutes of the movie, you miss the most powerful oh, part no. of the whole movie. No. So, okay, so before we start, if you have not seen the movie, this is your warning and your final warning. After Spoiler. this point, you have been warned. You've been warned. All spoilers. Okay. Spoiler warning. So if you miss the first five minutes of the movie, something's wrong with you. Because the first five minutes of the movie is literally the most powerful part of the whole movie. We see the the sister, Shuri, and his mother trying to save him, but they can't. That hurt. Like, imagine that in real life with his actual family trying to save him. Dude. I feel like they 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 did touch on that like later on and I, I pieced that together on what they were doing because they said that he fell sick um yeah. and then he fell uh, like he reached out for help a little too late and then she couldn't help him 
which kind of hit home because this I feel like was a similar situation of how he actually passed in real life, um, which is a real tearjerker and like you kind of pulls out your heartstrings over here, trying to you know. It's like it's a it's a big chunk. He was a big part of the franchise, not only as an actor, but he was a great person overall. And it's like, yeah, main the main person there is you know is gone. But I think this movie really showed like a good uh, passing of the the torch, one to the other, showing like to a new generation, which I think is a very it was a very strong movie yeah. to leave off at as as the end because it's not like a finish. It's more like a transition. This was a great transition movie. A transition. From, one, from mm-hmm. one one ruling of power to the next. Mm. I feel like next? for me... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Mikey. You go, you go. No. Um, so piggybacking off of what everyone's saying, so not only is the performance like very well, very strong, it's the lack of not only narration, but commentary between the actors. Um, like I want to say in the first like five minutes, there's probably like 30 words said. Yeah. And I think they didn't want to take away from the fact of, okay, hey, this is our actual tribute to him passing away because it's it's silent. And just like with his death, it was like the world stopped. You know, I remember I was, I, I remember exactly, I was taking out the trash. Paul <laughs> and my friend's like, hey, yo, um, Chadwick passed. It's like, Chadwick, oh. I'm, I'm, you're whatever. So check Twitter. And all up and down my feed was just, he passed, he passed. And people were like panicking. And for someone I've never met, you know, I, the chance of me ever meeting him were so slim. I felt like I knew him. You know, this was something beyond just, oh, hey, the actor for Black passed away. This is a nice, genuine, charismatic dude lost way too soon. Wally? Um, so I was going to kind of go a little bit more into it. So kind of from the start, it doesn't even start soft. Um, definitely how Messi said those first five minutes. Like, you just start right there. Um, one thing that I noticed, I'm not quite sure if it was still the same. I might be forgetting a little bit. But I think it was just kind of just a rolling camera. So it was just a shaking camera going from mm-hmm. Shuri all around kind of the med station, seeing if she could uh, kind of make the heart-shaped herb until the point where, you know, the queen just came out and she said, hey, he's dead. And that just really hurt. And then boom, right to go into the funeral. It was just sad. And then I think the most heartbreaking part of it was right when they showed the casket and you could just see a silhouette and it just did it for me at that point. That was the first tier. Yeah. Something I really loved um, because like Mikey was saying that one of the things Marvel does and just movies in general, but we're talking Marvel specifically here is they put in they put in jokes or commentary, whatever it is, in moments where you don't even need it. And there was, for example, the Marvel theme song. Every single movie you will have a Marvel theme song. Every single one. And there was even fan castings, or not fan castings, but like 
fan predictions of the Marvel theme where it'll obviously have Chadwick Boseman and then there'll be like some sort of background in the bottom. No, silence. It was literally silence. Like you, you could feel that right there, especially coming right after the funeral. And I missed that first part, but even missing that first part, I could feel that, um, that silence where it's like, like, wow, this is, this is emotional. And they did the same thing at the very end. Um, with shuri silence it was just like wow like it was it was the parts it was parts parts where they were speaking where it was emotional but having parts where they didn't speak to also hit because it lets you sit on it and you're like damn this is crazy yeah there was, there was a lot of moments on on this movie especially on the beginning and another scene on the very end with shuri sitting on the beach um and another mid scene on the movie that we'll, we'll get into that later, um, but like every time there's a, a you know a death or something powerful, um, showing Chadwick, the whole theater, my whole theater, I was with Wally and Mikey for we're watching our first time, dude. Not not even a scrap of popcorn. <laughs> That's how silent people were like so engaged on 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 watching what was going on. That people just stop, and I was so I was amazed of the environment of like people that like Mikey said we never got to never got the chance to meet him, and I wish we had because he's like he is an awesome person um, and an awesome actor, but we felt like we knew the guy like he's a, like a family member just passed away and then you just everybody's dead ass quiet and. It felt like that watching it with with everybody in that environment, and it was, it was this movie ten out of ten the powerful uh, part of it. Um, but okay, I have a question. Okay, question time. What y'all think about Namor? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what y'all Not, think more. About Not more. Not more. Oh. You're starting this off with a Waldy. I think that Neymar was a very interesting character. Um, as far as uh, the vibranium aspect of it, it was a very interesting way of seeing how different vibranium was used um, to that point. Because um, um, in Wakanda, asteroid struck we had the whole backstory that's what we knew that's all we knew and then we bring in this character that kind of just shifted the entire perspective of <clears throat> how we perceive like vibranium and then where it came from and its origins and all that um and then having him as like a mutant or a product of the yeah. herb that they took was a very very interesting way of going about it um I'm not too familiar with the ankle wings. And stuff. The wings. He did, look, he did look like one of the Percy Jackson wings. Her, yeah, like <laughs> is that is that the name? The messenger Hermes. Yeah, right? I think it's yeah. Hermes. Like yeah. yeah. So it looked like that. Um. So I I kept thinking of that. I know that they they might have been going for something similar to that. I haven't really read up on the the backstory behind the inspiration for him, but I thought it was a very very interesting character, especially like with other characters that we've seen before where it's like geniuses or something like that like um people coming out and then taking things from 
other places. I think this was a very good match and it's something that Shuri definitely needed as to grow as a person because obviously like his view of things were honest and just in his way because he was just trying to defend his people and make sure that they were safe because um the US was, you know, compromising that and they were getting real close to it. And then obviously Shuri's motives were pretty um pretty on par with his motives as well. It's just that they didn't see eye to eye at first and there was some conflicts of interest and in, which we saw throughout the movie. Yeah. Piggyback and off oh go ahead. No, I was gonna say go longer, but you're you're trying to talk and go ahead. Oh, um, I want to piggyback a little bit off of Manny. Um, one thing I really enjoyed was with Marvel movies, it's always we have a clear-cut hero and a clear-cut villain. Um, and one thing, and I honestly want to say this, is this is a movie we have where it's an anti-hero versus an anti-hero. You know, you know she was an anti-hero because, yes, she was a hero in the first movie, but she was like, a sidekick character, but this one she was only an anti-hero because of the circumstances that she was in. She just in two movies, you know, well, essentially three, but she's lost, like she said, all the closest people who love her to her for her. Um, and not as you know, the princess of Wakanda. Um and you know, that's hard. That is so hard to live up to. And to go from, you know, oh, hey, I'm everyone's, you know, favorite little sister to, okay, hey, I am now in charge of one of the most powerful nations in the world. And I am a mere teenager. You know, <laughs> that, I mean, don't get me wrong, but that, that's hard. That's a hard, you know, title in such a short amount, a short, drastic time, you know? And Namor, same thing, you know, he was the son of a lady who got sick, you know, lived for, you know, hundreds of years and was just caring about his family. Both of them are, their values are in their family. So it's hard. It's hard. And I love the fact of, oh, wait, I might be getting a little ahead. Let me, let me stop right there. Let me stop right there. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll come back to that thought later. All right, Wally, go ahead. What were you going to say? All right. So for me, um, kind of similar to what kind of what Mikey said, um, Namor was really awesome. I loved it. I loved his whole backstory. Uh, one thing we probably won't see it like in the MCU, but I would love to get a more deep dive because, you know, through his backstory, we saw, yeah, they took um, – it might have not been the heart-shaped herb, but kind of the same byproduct of that. Yet when they adjust it, you know, they got corrupted and turned it into what they are now. And then it did that. However, on Wakanda side, you drink that and you become powerful. And that's it. No changes, no mutations, yeah. nothing like that. So I'd love to see a little bit more dive in that. Um, however, honestly, when I was thinking about his story, I didn't think about him as a villain at all. I just thought of him, hey, his village, um, they needed to cure whatever was going on. They cured it. They had a setback, but it was okay. Mother was, um, of course, um, saddened with the fact that she had to leave her whole life. And then they see that change. And then that just motivates him. And just like he got cursed, um, that's basically his whole thing. Like, he just wants to kind of avenge his family. And in a way, I didn't think of that as a villain arc at all. 
I just wanted him to like kind of go at it. And he just, in the movie, it seemed like he just wanted to stay to himself. He just wanted his child to be safe. That's it. No contact, no nothing. And yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the story. Yeah. Danny? All right. Uh, I think basically what everyone's saying, Namor was a very intriguing character. Um, I think he they had they. I mean, I don't know the the comic roots of Namor, but I think that it was a different take from what people were expecting because, like Mikey said, everyone's always expecting the villain hero arc. Um, but this one, even Namor himself said that like Namor is not really a villain, and we see that in the movie. He's not really a villain. He's just misunderstood i guess you could say um so it really puts in puts different things into perspective and not just a a common formula that we see in in superhero movies that makes it unique in its own way and with wakanda forever being already a unique film it it puts itself more apart from other other movies um could he have been better? Maybe. Uh, maybe I'm sure they, they could have made him uh, like made it a better writing. But I think for what we got, it was it was very good. You gonna say your thoughts, Messi? Oh yeah, wait. I'm reading a message. I'm sorry. <laughs> the person was texting me. Text like texting me. Stop texting me. I get distracted. Um, yeah, so Namor. Namor was, uh, like everybody said, a very interesting character. Um, finally, we have a Latino king in the MCU. Yes. Yes. Some <laughs> Sorry, representation. Yeah. <laughs> in the um, Sorry, Mikey. Yes. Well, Whoa. Mikey got Black Panther. So. Yeah, the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they got there long, long ago. Now it's our yes. turn. I'm kidding. But yeah, um, <laughs> Na- Namor, Namor was an interesting character. Like Walter said, I didn't see anything like he did um, in a villain type of way. Um, I did, like, for me, I wanted a little bit more on him. Like, I wish they didn't show more of the of the of where they live and more involved in him of his powers, uh, because we we really didn't see a lot of his powers other than him bringing the ocean in to to Wakanda and him flying with little wings. That's pretty much that we saw. Um, I'm not sure if he has other powers, um, because he he's like the equivalent of Aquaman if you know Aquaman Aquaman is the king of the ocean Atlantis whatever he controls animals I mean fishes and all that crap I thought he was going to be a little bit more of the same but it probably didn't want to do the same because they're going to compare it I, I get it whatever <laughs> uh but him by, by himself he he was interesting he was a good character uh I don't think he was a villain I think he was in every right to do what he was necessary to protect his people but yet again he was doing it the wrong way I guess that's where the whole movie was the conflict about. And Shuri had a whole different point of view of how they should proceed. And Namor obviously had a whole different point of view of how he should proceed. Again, he's more violent than the other one. Um, but at the end of the day, they they just suck it up and say, okay, whatever. We're just going to do it your way. And they're going to stop the fighting because he got his ass whooped by the end. So. It did. 
I do want to mention something that you said um, before we go to break. You did say something regarding uh, like his powers and stuff like that. How we didn't, how we wanted to see more, and it reminded me of the quote from Umbaku when he was like, "He's not just a leader to these people. They call him." I'm not going to say the name because it might sound like something different, but they call him the feather serpent God. Um, <laughs> Mikey's face. They call him the feather serpent God. So it's not just, it's not just a king or a leader. Like he's something God more them, than yeah. that. Yeah. He's something more than that. So I think if we saw that more, it would have been nice versus uh, just seeing the kingdom. But another thing was they, he had like very, close people next to him uh such as the girl who passed died in the film um and some other blue people that were there they, they all look the same to me but i know that some of them are supposed to stand out from the others uh <laughs> i I, th- I i wish i wish we got more more about them because like we were supposed to care more about cert- some of these uh blue people that were meant a lot to name more but we didn't get enough. I don't think we got enough to care about him. Like when the girl died, I feel like if we got more backstory to her, we could have felt more during that scene. Yeah. Anyways. Are you talking about the invasion? Um, not invasion. The rescue when mission that, yeah. that they went to and the, the girl died, and then they and, shot two of the girls. Yeah, yeah. and one of the girls like yes. meant a lot to him. And then like, the guy that was fighting... Uh, the main like blue guy that was fighting yes what's her name what i, don't, I forgot okoye you forgot like, her name yes was a, but I, I i had to interrupt you uh we have that's all i'm break. saying yeah yeah we're going uh, on break that's, that's what i'm talking about bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Messi's got some, uh, not Messi, Emmanuel's got some gripes, and I want to hear, I want to hear what he has to say. Not necessarily gripes, but I have to, like, you know, disagree with the whole display of powers that uh, he said that Neymar, although I agree with him that I wish I saw more of the powers, I do think that we saw a wide array of the type of powers that he does have. I think that they're very similar to the Black Panther's powers, because obviously it came from the herb, um, but he did get a variation from it, which gave him the the ankles like the, the the wings on the ankles um so he did show super like human speed and strength and durability because he was able to take all those hits and then even the the fire at the end although it did burn him on the back um they also displayed a very interesting thing that was very similar to sirens um in real life yeah that was cool. not real life uh in you know in whatever um yeah yeah, they were they were pretty much hypnotizing people in with their hypnosis yeah the hypnosis and then they were making them do their bidding pretty much which is basically just jump off the thing so that way they can kill them i'm pretty sure that they would be able to do more with that but that also leads me to think that they can use that as far as communicating with fish and other sea life because we did see them riding on the whales and the killer whales and the dolphins and all the other things that they were riding on as well. Um, and then super hearing as well, because that conch that he gave the the queen, um, she said, just blow on this and whenever you feel like it, and then I'll come shortly. 
And then we saw the short time distance between him being with Shuri and then the contract <laughs> alone and then him going over there. I don't know if I'm you know Zoom. The, the geography of this thing, but this man <laughs> swam from Mexico all the way to Africa in how long? <laughs> what? Come on. Time jump. <laughs> time jump a week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just talk about ah. stamina? Okay. <laughs> all right, that's my grape. That's it. Michael Phelps. I, okay, I I agree with you, Manny. They they have shown they show more than than what I than I that I mentioned. Um, but those those powers, I I already knew that he had them. The only thing that mm-hmm. I didn't know that he didn't have it to wings. I thought honestly, when I saw the trailer for the first time, I thought there were shoes. I didn't know there were literally. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought him. so too. I thought there were like chanclas or like like I don't know. Chanclas <laughs> was wings. But, no, because that's yeah. how it is with um, Hermes, I believe. He yeah. has the shoes. He has and then shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say, colors. quick note. I think they they did really good with the way he looks flying in those shoes. Mm-hmm. Or the CGI. The, not shoes, but yeah. the thing. Uh, like the way he like kind of like bounces in a yeah. sense. Uh, that the looked steps. really cool. Yeah, he's like stepping on the air. I think that was that was really unique and cool. I feel like that was a very natural way of them putting that over there instead of making it look all kind of dorky as far as like, you know, just kind of doing a little, little <laughs> flip or clap or yeah. it kind of like flapping. I feel like if someone were to just have that on there and have the capability of walking on their legs, I feel like they would definitely do this little hop motion, which I thought was very cool. And his fighting style was very interesting too because he used that to his complete advantage. Yeah. He was able to, to you know, rotate he was on taking down. I thought that was very cool. He was literally taking down ships. Yeah. He was taking down ships. ships yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and dude, the CGI from this movie and from the previous movie, it was a huge, a huge CGI difference. is great. I had no complaints. It was a huge CGI. upgrade <laughs> from the first from the first Dude, Y'all know that last scene on Wakanda on the on Black Panther, the first one, when Chatwick and Michael B. Jordan were fighting. PlayStation 2 CGI. Come on. Like <laughs> y'all know, y'all know that. Two. And then when Shuri and Nate and Namora were fighting on the beach, it looked real. Like it looked good, it was, yeah. It looked, it looked great. I think the CGI from this movie compared to old phase four. I think all the money went for this movie and all the money for Phase 4 other projects were like, y'all have you have this. You got this bunch of money. Here's a dollar. Yeah. And <laughs> I think everything went straight for this movie because I think so far Phase 4, other than Sean Chi and Spider-Man, this one was one of the best ones. Alright. I do want to say, do you guys want to start off with the negatives or the positives? Negatives. Natives, yeah. okay. Yeah. We'll start really off with, to say, there's not there's like, not a lot of negatives because, yeah. like we said, we gave it between like a seven point five and an eight. I think someone said an eight point five as well. So it was it scored high. Um, I go last. I want to go last. Negatives. negatives, okay. Anyone can start. Waldy, Mikey, whoever. I'll start this. <clears throat> um, so it was something that we discussed a little bit earlier, just kind of um, on PlayStation. Um, and me and Danny kind of had the same idea where the whole 
um, Agent Ross situation, I didn't really like. I feel like it didn't quite show so much support. It's like, yeah, you know, we'll sprinkle it in. It adds a little bit, but I feel like if it was taken out, same story would have happened. Like, same exact story. Yeah. We're like, oh, okay, cool. He gets, he helps out a little bit. Like he tells a location here and there. And he's a little bit, but they could have figured that out as well. And I feel like with that shortening out the movie, it could have definitely even raised it a little bit more. Just taking that out. Um, I have a few negatives, but I have way more positives. Um, I'm definitely uh, 100% agreeing. Agent Ross, I think they just wanted to have him in the movie because he was in the first movie and he was also a little bit of a comedic kind of outlet for the movie because the movie is an overall sad movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I feel like if we would have got a little bit more Riri Williams, I feel like she was enough. She had way more comedic effect, to me at least, than Ross did for both movies. (laughs) Yeah. Was throwing zingers left and right, and I think zingers. I was laughing. I gave a tough (laughs) ha ha, a little hee hee, but (laughs) that was um the movie. Granted, it was a great movie, but there was a lot of parts that it seemed kind of choppy to me. Um, there was parts where we would be in this scene for, you know, six minutes and we'd never visit that scene ever again. You know, it might have been just, a, oh, hey, here's some information. You know, it's either needed now or later. But I feel like we could have gave the same information out in a better way. Um, yeah. Also, the beginning, I know it's really sad to say this, but it didn't seem... Like, Shiri was too upset in the beginning. Maybe it could have been, like, it didn't really hit her, you know, because she didn't really let go, let go until the end of the movie. But it seemed like she was forced to cry, if that makes sense. Like, she didn't immediately, oh, if told, you know, your sibling just passed away. I feel like you would, like, I feel like she sat there and waited for, like, five seconds and then was like, oh, and then she started to cry. Yes, I can get, you know, because she is a strong character. Maybe that's it. But I mean, if God forbid I lose one of my siblings, I'm not going to wait that long to cry. I'm crying right there. <laughs> you cried before it starts. I'm crying. Your like... brother. <sighs> <laughs> you also got to think of all the stuff that she was also thinking about. She's a very analytical person. So, like, she's not going to take this w- things with feelings, and that really shows um, throughout the movie, I think. Yeah. But we are talking about negatives, and we can talk surface back on that one. My negatives is Agent Ross, that one scene where I really I really thought that this was just plot convenience <laughs> for just throwing him in the back of a cop car. Because how are you going to wiretap Wakandan technology? <laughs> That made no sense. I didn't even think whatsoever. about that one. It didn't make any sense to me. I was like, dude, what do you mean? You, what do you mean? You one planted that evidence there. Bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Believe. Okay. <laughs> that was really as far as that. 
I'm like, okay, you just gonna conveniently find this underneath whatever, and it's already bugged, and then you've been listening to every single conversation that he's been talking about, and then you wait till now to mention this? Cap. Okay. All right, cool. He got saved at the end. And then we I got my favorite joke out of the movie. It's like, oh my god, it's a colonizer in chains. I never thought it I, now I've seen everything. <laughs> I that was hilarious. That, was, that was funny. That was super funny. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll say my negatives. I feel so strongly about my negatives. Mainly, it's just recent. It's probably it's mainly recency bias because I literally just watched it last night, and I feel I feel strong about my emotions. Um, but one, what everyone's saying, Ross, what the hell? Let me tell you, I love <laughs> Ross in the first movie. This man, I I was like, this is a great side character. I mean, I just recently watched the first movie, so that's why I feel even more strongly about it. But he was just such a good character to see in the first movie, and it was just a great add-in. The second movie, no point of being there. They literally wrote him in the worst possible way. Don't even be there. If you're going to write him like that, I don't even want to see his face. Like, what the hell? And you just <laughs> added a subplot to the movie to like further the continuity of MCU for Phase 5 with uh, the lady who recruits all the Thunderbolts as his ex-wife. Bruh, I don't even see that right now. They literally had no point to be in Wakanda forever. You could put that in any of... I mean, I guess you could... I guess it makes sense to put it in Wakanda because he was part of the first one, but no, no, there was either write it better or don't have it in there. That was pointless, especially with how long, how, how the movie could feel, which is my second one. The movie felt too long. And I know the previous movies were like, bruh, Thor too short, bruh, Doctor Strange too short. And then we're used to all these long movies and we're like, we want long movies. We finally got a long movie. We're like, this is too long because we're toxic. But you know what? That's just how it is. But this movie actually <laughs> felt too long because like there was just, there was just some scenes. Why are you in Talokan looking with, with Shuri in her little robot suit going through the, with the waves. And then Namor's like, follow me and then she's just looking at Talokan in slow motion as she's going through the waves for like five minutes i don't need to see that for five minutes i can see that in 30 seconds one minute it, it went way too long bruh so runtime uh um uh, the subplot with agent ross and the third one was the pacing which i guess has to do with with the with the runtime but as mikey was saying it just felt choppy at certain parts and you're like i don't know it was kind of hard it wasn't like a great flow to it. Um, wait, I have one more. I have one more uh, negative. I don't count post-credit scenes as a negative because I feel like that's separate from a movie. But so I'm not gonna say that. But my negative is Umbaku. I love Umbaku, especially in the first movie. So freaking funny, and he's just a great add-in uh, side character. I was like, okay, well, obviously we don't have T'Challa, so the core, the core family, or not family, but the core actors uh you're gonna see more in the second movie i thought we were gonna see more umbaku which i guess theoretically we kind of saw more umbaku but i wanted more umbaku there was not enough umbaku okay i'm, I'm done <laughs> you're good you let everything you let everything out uh, oh wait no i got one more thing oh, also the fight scenes there needed to be i know i i understand it was a lot of dialogue and it was a lot of uh impactful moments through that and we didn't really get fight scenes a lot throughout the movie but the end fight scene when you got shuri and and namor and like the wakandans and whatever i think i think they needed a better they needed either a longer or a better way to film the fight scene because it felt kind of underwhelming um, yeah, it was just on the ship. 
as a final fight scene, I was like, this is, this is kind of underwhelming. You know, everything was building towards this moment and it was kind of underwhelming. Okay, now I'm done. Yep. I feel so much better now. <laughs> all right, I'm in now. I'm not a man now. Let's see. As far yeah. as like the final fight, I do wish that uh, they were talking about the desert or whatever, but uh, it's like they did have to approach it in a very strategic way as far as like getting over there and then like bringing the fight to them per se so like i do feel like i don't know i feel like the battles ship was a little small as far as like the amount of characters that were there and then some of the fight was underwater and some of the fight was like on the wall and some of the fight was on the top and then when the fight ended, we had like maybe 10 people in the corner and then they were surrounded by the... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know when, when at the end, when Namor and, and Shuri came back and he's like, yeah. Talukan! And all the all the Talukans are like, Talukan! And then Shuri's like, Wakanda forever! And you hear this loud Wakanda forever, but there's only like 10 people on the ship. People. I'm like, like, bro... <laughs> the corner. Like, they were about to fall off the cliff, bro. I was like, bro, there's only 10 of you guys. There's no way that's loud, that loud. <laughs> All right, can I go now? Yeah, you can go. Let's see negatives. Okay, so this this is my first negative. Is not on the on the movie itself. It's on the on the director. The Why? director. Yeah, because director. Remember, director right. picks everything, and he's in charge of everything. So if right. someone something goes wrong in the movie, even though I did it, it's the director's fault because he told me what to do. I didn't like they had they had different formats for the fighting scene. What do you like mean formats? Goes, like on on the on the Shuri fight when she started Namor, it was a two two thirty five, which is the with the black bars. I don't know where you're at. Oh, with you're getting bars. fancy filmmaking over here. And then when <laughs> you go to the boat scene. Oh it's yeah, cool, it's cool and then, we were talking and about goes, that too. And it goes back and forward, and mm. it was distracting. I took, I honestly wasn't really paying attention to the fighting scene because of the of of how much they I didn't notice back that. And That's interesting. And then in distracting, Wally was also mentioning to me while we were watching the movie. He's like he was asking me, like, bro, why are they like? What's the I was like, why is it flipping back and forth? <laughs> I don't like this. This is so and, weird. It yeah, that was it bothered me as um, as me watching the movie. That's my first complaint of the movie. Hmm. Second complaint. That's the interesting. Fighting, the fighting of the actors on the boat. I I I wish it could have been better. They have better fighting scenes on the whole MCU and this this one, specifically this one, because I thought they will have a better fight scene because in the first movie they did awesome on the fighting scene with, with all the people fighting together. Not Shuri and Namor. They they fought good because I'm talking about the boat scene. There are some parts that the main actors were doing something that didn't make sense, especially uh, Nakia. Like, I noticed a lot of her. She had her little disc blade, little thing, and she just did this to the floor, and that's it. I'm like, what's next? What are you, what are you doing after that? So she just stopped, and then you see Mbaku just swinging his, his stick, but not hitting no one. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're just like showing this slow motion, like clips of each main character doing their thing, but they're not really doing anything. So like, I, I think the, the the fighting and, and the stage combat could have been a little bit better for me. I, I wasn't really paying attention to what were the actors were doing. 
And that that's that whole part it just really bothered me. Okay, so let's just state the obvious. The Agent Ross crap. Pouring this in the movie. Um, I wish the the end credit scene had something to do with that. Because like I said earlier, I I wanted more of the future of the MCU, not just of the future of Black Panther. Um, and me thinking the reason why they made this subplot, like Daniel said earlier, it could be leading to the Thunderbolts or to anything going on future with the MCU, but it didn't. It was just it was there just to be there. Just he was there in the previous movie. Just might as well put him here, and might as well add his wife, <clears throat> the recruiter of the Thunderbolts. So that was there's there. Um, another one, the pacing, like we said. It felt kind of off. The movie was way too long. There's some scenes that could have been shorter, especially on the scene of Neighbor and Shuri going down there to show his his city. But I kind of did enjoy how the city looked. It looked really, really cool of how the, I don't know, just the way that it looked. It looked so awesome and amazing. And then I guess like, whoa. I honestly like thought this city... <laughs> It looked better than Atlantis. Like honestly, we saw um, <laughs> we saw Atlantis on DC. Aquaman. An yeah. Aquaman. Compared, I think Latinos got more of a style than, than Atlantis do. <laughs> like we, you know, Latinos, you know how they are. One second, Wally, uh, Mikey, where are you? Oh, this is a picture I took when I went to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, I'm just laying down. <laughs> okay. Um what else I found wrong with the movie? Um okay, so I did love the fact that they introduced a new character to this movie, which is Riri Williams. I didn't have any problems with her. The only thing that I wish they did more of the of this character is involve involve her more than what they did. Like we we saw them planning their stuff and we really we didn't really see her build a suit. And I wanted to We see saw that. one part where she did like iron. That's just like was... iron that's like the hard part and that's pretty much it. Like with Iron Man we got his a whole his build Mark sequence. one, Mark two, Mark three, and then we got like like you said like all we got a whole sequence of him going from one to mark eighty something, I don't know what his last suit that he got, <laughs> but I I I want to experience that with her. I hope they do involve more on that on her show coming to Disney Plus. Um, I think next year or something. Um, but yeah, I think okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the positives. Positives. There's a lot more positives. Uh, Mikey, go ahead. Or oh. Aldi, one of you guys, or Manny. Oh. I don't care. I'll let him go first. <laughs> oh, Manny, you go first. I haven't. There's too many to choose from right now, so give me one moment. <laughs> God, dang, I wasn't ready. Well, <laughs> I can go first, so y'all can have uh, thoughts. positives. I think that um, Wakanda Forever captured emotions very strongly, and I think that was a very good thing as far as like it made it kind of forced you to mourn with the characters with those moments of silence like we mentioned earlier um like the the flashbacks some of the flashbacks that we saw T'Challa um 
it forced us into this like mentality from from the very beginning like just the getting the child them trying to revive him or whatever and then like just you're just there with them and then you're kind of like just feeling these emotions that they're doing as well and then like <clears throat> i feel like the movie gives us a little bit of time to mourn and then another thing happens and then another thing happens and another thing happens and then i feel like that plays into the turmoil that uh shuri found herself in because she was so clouded by mourning and at the same time that she was kind of blaming herself for t'challa t'challa's death because she said that she could fix him and she could um definitely heal him but he just came too late and then why was like she was pretty much blaming herself for something that uh happen naturally unfortunately um but the movie did a really good job at showing us the sides of her journey to becoming ultimately the queen and black panther on that one i think the movie did a really good job at that i'm, I'm done for right now <laughs> all right. i have a few positives but i don't want to you know obviously take all the time um I would say one of the biggest things for me, um, when Chadwick passed, there was this big debate on, oh, are they going to recast him? Are they going to just, you know, use some old scenes from a previous movie? Are they just going to use only the scenes that they already had? And I like the fact that they gave Shiri her limelight. Do I think it was a little bit too early? Yes. But we still got, Shiri got her limelight, and we still got, you know, a prince to Shala. So, Technically speaking, yeah. They got, you know, they recasted him and they continued it with being sure. And I think the way they did it was just so, it was great. Sure, we only got that, you know, that last part is just a post credit scene. But, you know, this sets us up for he could be part of the Young Avengers. He, he We can take this. A lot further. Yes, it's not, you know, Storm's child, but we don't know if this kid even has powers or not. This could be, you know, just the the MCU version instead of the um of where this kid could be technically the have the powers of Storm and Shala. It's just he's not Storm's child. Because Storm hasn't been introduced yet. Um so I think their take on what they can do captivates both sides of the fence and i like that that was interesting um before walter goes i do want to say that that was it was a brilliant choice because look you're either on one side of the fence or the other you were either team recast t'challa or team not recast t'challa and you know after seeing this movie some people still stand with their opinion one way or another but whether you think that he should have been recast or not I think that the way they did this was still, if you were going to go the, the not recast T'Challa way, uh, specifically, you know, that the older version of T'Challa, then this was a brilliant way to do that. If you were going to, to go that route and, you know, they ultimately chose to go that route. So, yeah. All right, well, did go. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do mine a little bit different. Uh, overall, I think it was a really great movie. One of the things I'm going to explain a little bit, I think there were two scenes that really stood out to me. And even the second time watching it, uh, just really amazing, impactful scene. Uh, so the first one 
it was with uh, Queen Ramonda and um, Okoye. And it was when they were in the Central Palace and they had just got Yes, back. yes, period. I Exclamation mark. She <laughs> was, I swear she's going to win awards for that because just every single feeling, you could feel it. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, she's being super harsh on her. Like, come on, she did her best. She almost died trying to save your daughter. Like, and you're going to kick her out? But then the second time, I'm like, bro, her whole family is literally gone. She is a queen, and that's it. Like, a heavy you burden. had a point. Like, yeah, your husband's over there. You can visit him any time, but my whole family's done. Like, I have nobody. I just have my nation and stuff like that. I have to be a queen, but no family. So that scene is going to be impactful, I know for sure. And then the second one, um, it's played back to kind of what you guys said about the power of Namor. And it just keeps sticking to me. I keep thinking about it when um, Namor um, was getting attacked by Maku and he just comes after him. You just saw sheer power. Like just literally he swung up. Yeah. Nothing, nothing happened. And then literally he turned around, punched him. Not and he blocked he it with his arm. Not even like a shield exactly. or something just like bam nothing and then literally punches Maku not only pushes him clear as day so far away but breaks his whole shield and I'm like dude whoa I thought he was done for at that point I was like yeah, I was he like bro, he's, he's, done, he's, done, he's, done, he's gone now <laughs> but I was like wow those seeds those will definitely stick with me even if I watch it a third time I'm gonna keep looking out for that so those are definitely some high points. The Queen's monologue was a very impactful and powerful thing. Very. It was I, I got chills watching that scene. It was a, mm-hmm. a very strong choice of words, very strong like press that she gave off. It was a very like everybody was there in silence just listening to her. Because yep. what are you gonna say to her? Yeah. Like, like I I want to. I want to. Oh, you're gonna go before me? Yeah, you're gonna last. Damn um, so, <laughs> uh, piggybacking on um, on that, uh, I think the queen, the the actress, um, I'm not sure. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Yeah, yeah her. She killed it. She was a. I think was I think she was the best actor, of this film. Every time she spoke, you were like, okay, mom. Do you, do you like, dude? Since the very beginning on the on the court, when she was like saying to France, like, "You want to steal my crap? Yeah. Okay, but y'all, y'all like y'all doing this, and you want my help and all this, like, dude, I got chills. Oh, and then next scene when she was talking to Ashuri on the on the bonfire when Namor got sent for the first time, oh, that one on one with Shuri, fire. And that conversation with Koye, dude, I got scared. I was like, okay, I'm fired from, from this army. It's like, I'm not even part of it. Like, that's how powerful her, her words were. And, dude, and, okay, I, I'm saying it after when she passed away, I think the, the theater, again, the environment of the theater, when she passed away, when we, we saw her body floating in the water, that was like, this is it, dude. 
we just lost the queen of Wakanda. I know Wakanda's yep. not even a real, I mean, a real city or a real country, <laughs> but like, shit, we lost Wakanda's queen, like. You're going to have to edit your, yourself, too. Sleep, too. Sleep, too. Okay, that's fine. Um, another good thing, um, like, that's one of the acting of the actors were, were phenomenal. Um, um, to say the least. Yeah, to say the least yeah. Phenomenal, um, period. And I'm like, I'm just not gonna, I don't want to feedback from everybody else, but like, just listen to everybody else and then you'll get my, my reaction as well. But like the acting was my, my favorite part of the whole movie is a hundred percent. And then the, the, they're a hundred percent on the, I'm focusing on the death of T'Challa and the aftermath of it. Did a good job. Okay. I'm good, Danny. Go. All right. Let me know when I got one minute left. I'm going to go. All right. I'm looking at my notes, so I can't see the Zoom call anymore. First off, standing O for Angela Bassett. Okay. Oh, you probably can't see me. I'm making a little O. Oh. All right. Standing ovation. Period. Oscar. Emmy. I don't care what what award is it. She deserves it. Secondly, as everyone said, uh, I'm pointing. I'm pointing just random <laughs> spots. I really can't see the zoom. What <laughs> you and you and you and you and you said. Uh, um, <laughs> everyone's acting. Kevin Feige said this is the most important movie that was ever made. Why would he say that? The stakes weren't that high. He said that because of the of the. I'm being so loud, and my wife is sleeping. Uh, <laughs> he said that because because of the emotion, because of what was what this film meant to each actor and actress that was in the movie, what it meant to all of us, even though we've never, most of us have never met to, uh, not to uh, Chadwick Boseman. Well, yeah, um, too. His, his, his death, the impact, as Mikey was saying, the impact that was felt around the world. Um, it was just an emotional scene and Angela Bassett, as well as everyone, but mainly Angela Bassett, you could feel like, like, God damn! Like God, uh, it was just it was just amazing. Um, as well as as well as the the music behind it. Uh, I've said this before in a previous podcast. A music makes a move enhances a movie, and uh, Black Adam didn't do that. It, the music was garbage. But <laughs> we're not talking about Black Adam. We're talking about Black Panther. And <laughs> yeah, don't, don't share without letting them know. Okay, go. And and the music behind this, every dude, every time the spear went down, you hear that, like, like it was just on par, on point. It was powerful. It made you resonate with the movie even more. Uh, secondly, oh my gosh, where are my notes? Uh, the open world building. We saw more Wakanda. We saw different. We saw uh, the Talokan language. Um, we saw the Wakandan language. We saw France language. We saw English, obviously. Um, what other languages did we see? French Creole. We saw we saw Haitian. We, uh, Creole. French Creole. Creole. <laughs> sorry, uh, but we saw the the, the 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 country of Haiti, Haiti. Uh, I don't know how you say it properly, but there was just so many different nationalities and languages represented. That was another like really cool thing. That's not something you see in MCU and even just movies alone. Um, like I said, this a was a really multicultural. Yeah, movie. super multicultural. Um, it was a really powerful movie. The uh, what other things I got? Uh, hold on, <laughs> I look at my notes. You uh, got two minutes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, 
look, this is just a good movie. It was amazing. Uh, oh, the other, the other scene, the other scene, the other scene I had. Uh, the first one was Angela Bassett in the in the room talking to Okoye. The second one that really hit home was when Shuri said, uh, I believe it was she was talking to her mom, and she was like, I don't think it was her mom. It might have been Mbaku, and she's like, I have. I don't know who, it might have been Nakia, but she was like, I have all the 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 gods or the ancestors gave me all these like gifts to be so smart with technology and all this, and I couldn't even save my my own brother. That that hit because it it shows her character arc. As Manuel said, she's a very analytical person. She she thinks she does a lot through her technology. Um, that's like her identity in a sense throughout most of the movie and throughout the first movie and for like this is you and you couldn't even save your own brother like she put all that weight and blame to herself obviously i might get i just saw your picture uh obviously um <laughs> her mom died and now she's like i literally have no one i think emmanuel said that she was like i literally have nobody and so she's the greatest mind it's she has she's quote unquote, smarter than Tony Stark. And she's the greatest mind in all of MCU so far that we see. And she has nobody. She's not even the queen or the, the she takes the mantle of Black Panther, but she's not, she doesn't represent uh, Wakanda. like Wakanda. She doesn't lead Wakanda. She's just their protector. And now she's like the representation of Wakanda as, as their protector. But she has all this weight because like, like everyone was saying, like she was the, she's the, now who, who are they going to go to? Eventually they'll go to M'Baku because it looks like he's going to take the throne. But as of right now, they're looking to her um, because there was no one. There, there was the dad, gone. There was T'Challa, gone. There was a queen, gone. And now she's like, um, Mikey was saying, a teenager. Are you kidding me? This was a powerful movie. And I just have to say, it was amazing. Good job, Ryan Coogler. You were, t you were tasked with a really hard movie. You don't have T'Challa. Wow, I don't. This movie could have been a freaking five out of ten, and I still would have given him a standing ovation because that's hard to do. So, okay, I'm done. I saw that. I have less, less than a minute. <laughs> All right, guys. So we got less than a minute. So we'll be back, and then we'll continue talking about the cameo post credit scene. And Daniel has one more question to ask all of us, and then we'll continue with that. And then we're gonna end the podcast after that. So we'll be back. Peace out. Aqua my Heroes! We're back! Let's go! All right. <laughs> Randy dying over here. Okay, I got a question to ask you guys before we go into this final two topics. One, uh, not one, it's only one question. Uh, the queen dying. Ultimately, I didn't know if anyone else was going to die in this movie because T'Challa was like such, you know, such the big, it's a big death big and death. That's the main reason. So I was like, hmm, I don't think anyone else will die. But if it was, my prediction was it would be the king, the, the sorry, the queen, which it was. But do you think that they could have done it in a different way? Because to me, I felt like they rushed the queen's death, like she died. And then you got to like the funeral, which was like two minutes. And then it was gone. Like I feel like they rushed the queen's death and you couldn't feel it as much as, um, I would have loved to feel it, especially after the performance that she gave. I, I, I don't think it was rushed. I don't think it was rushed because you got to keep in mind, they were just attacked too. So not only, you know, is the queen dead, which I'm glad they brought light to, countless 
others that are probably dead too. You know, the city ruins. Yeah, you and just got overflown with like tsunamis happened. from yeah. every corner. Hmm. She, she can get the same treatment that, you know, Shaka I guess got. that's true. Yeah. So I don't think that the queen's death was. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, it's almost done. It, it's not, it's definitely not rushed. It's just they knew it's something that they had to do, and I think this is like the fa- uh the final push for Shuri. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I think. So I don't think it was rushed. More so, it was very sudden. Um, it was very sudden. Uh, a little. I'm I'm pretty sure that when we saw the queen get attacked it was underwater, um, we all thought that she was going to be able to swim out of there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all thought that. Um, and then just to have that, like, she's swimming up, and then we cut to elsewhere, and then we kind of don't get that fulfillment of like, oh, where's the queen? How is she doing? Or whatever. Well, we see what what Wakanda is going through right now. And then we go back and revisit that she ended up not making it to the surface alive. Um, and we see Shuri go over there and then we see Neymar floating. It was a very, I think that that alone set the tone for Shuri. It's like, hey, my mom's gone. All her expectations from me are gone. All her hopes and dreams from me are gone now. It's like, I have to make this work. Or like, or no one else will. It's like it's it's me, or it's it's no one, because I feel like that at that moment, Shuri was a very like, oh, someone else will take care of it. Oh, someone else will take care of it. I will do this to support you. I will make these things and this technology to support you. She was a very big support character. Yeah. And this was her transition from a support character to like to a lead character. to a lead character. And I think that was a very important thing for her to go go through in her character development to like get get to this final push and like this final like hey i wasn't i was with you up until this point that you just destroyed everything you killed my mom i and i do think that that was a very uh big reason as to why the person that came up in her vision was the one that came up yeah Yeah. 100 percent and that's a yeah. good uh, uh, transition into what we're talking about. So, um, I wanna, okay, I want to start Waldy. it off. I want, I want, no, right. no, 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 no. I want to start it Damn. off. Damn, Waldy's been so silent lately. I know. <laughs> it's because it's Waldy. I, I want to say something. So when this person showed up on the big screen, that we didn't think it was going to show up at all. I didn't think this person was not going to come I back. I didn't think so either. Whatsoever. Like, that was like the least person that I thought that would come back. I thought that we were going to CGI some person and put Shadow Boltzmann's face on top of that person. I thought that they were going to do because they did that with Princess Leia on Star Wars. I thought they were going to do that. They also did that with uh, John, John Walker in the Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. With his Paul Walker. Brother. I thought they were going to do the same thing. So I told Wally, Wally, I think this is the scene that they're going to bring him back. Psych. Michael B. Jordan shows up on that screen, and this dude right here punches me on my arm <laughs> of excitement. I told you, I told you, this brought this person to be in the movie. I said, Wally, damn, let me, let me enjoy it. Keep in mind, Waldy is a big guy. 
Yeah. This man is buff. You can see his neck up, bro, but Wally's strong. Wally's so, the strongest one. Mm. Yeah, he, he, a well, minute hook. Too, like Shuri punched the, the dummy after she got uh, Exactly. Just like Boom. that. Straight to the wall. It was like how uh, Messi punched Mikey when he saw uh, Luke Skywalk. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Never mind. I was on your side. Never mind. Do it again. <laughs> Funny. Never about it. All right. What, what were you going to say? say? Say your excitement on words instead of physical punching. So I do think that. Oh, well, go. Oh. <laughs> He said so, and Amanda goes, well, actually. (laughs) You were wrong. Go ahead. Go, Go, Maddie. I'll let you go. Go. Let me go. Please. (laughs) I told you so. Uh, That's how I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I, I just had a feeling. I was like, bro, he's too good, and everyone talks about it for the first movie. He was just amazing. He was an uh, instrumental character for Black Panther. And just coming because I know I had watched Wakanda for or Wakanda Forever. I watched Black Panther before Wakanda Forever. I didn't get to this part, but I always remember because I'm like, whenever I watch Black Panther, always I love this uh, scene where uh, Killmonger gives his monologue about um, his death and how it relates to his ancestors and where he wants to get buried. You already know what I'm talking about. And everyone talks about that all the time. They're like, wow, that's really invoking. It's so true and this and that. And you want to move that into the second movie. So it has to go in. Yeah, I was wrong. I admit, I will say that because I did think he was going to be the next uh, Black Panther. So in that part, I was wrong. But I did know that he was going to be included in the movie either as the Black Panther or in a way that he uh, they were going to support um, in the ideology or the thinking of the new Black Panther, which I did see. Basically, with his um, involvement, he was like, hey, you can either be like your brother and be humble and kind of be to that point, or even quoting for the movie, he was like, oh, you can be like your brother who even let the person that your, uh, killed your father go or it could be like me. It's your choice. Even though in her mindset, she was like, I'm going to kill Namor. That's what I'm going to do. But yeah. she was able to have that conflict. And I think having him in the, in the quote-unquote ancestral, ancestral plane that she sort of had, it did lead to that. Yeah. It definitely did. Um, did anyone notice? So, Waldy bumped me when she went to the ancestral plane, he's like, are you ready for this? I was like, I don't know. Who's going to pop out of here? <laughs> I was fully expecting the queen to be behind there because I could have sworn that yeah. the shadow or something that was popping out from behind the throne, I could have sworn I saw her headpiece there. Yeah, it, it, it resembled very similarly to her headpiece that was over there, and it turns out that it was uh, his hair, because um, <laughs> he grew out his dreads apparently in that <laughs> ancestral train. Because uh, apparently, hair still grows when you're dead. But, <laughs> um, I did like how they kept his scars as well. I thought that was very oh, yeah. cool that they kept that over there. 
I imagine that he wasn't in the the chair of makeup nearly as long as he was before. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen those videos floating around where he's just like having to do his whole body on there. Yeah. He was wearing very loose fitting clothing, so on his chest. So I thought that was very, very nice that they the little small touches that they left in there. Look for that, uh, Mikey. So, um, one thing I want to <laughs> say. Um, when went in the first one, he was like, "Oh, you know." When <laughs> Mikey, get clear in the picture. You keep disappearing. <laughs> oh. It's funny because you're still in your background, so <laughs> it's. We're here posing with Black Panther, talking about Black Panther. <laughs> um, one thing that I find um. That Wally was like, oh, he brought up a little bit. He was like, oh, bury me, ocean, because my people know how important it is to, you know, jump from the ships or something like that. And Namor incorporates that as his power. That was a little like subtle detail that I kept grabbing onto. I was like, whoa. And that's why I thought he was going to be in the movie at the beginning. Um, but yeah, that I I really enjoyed that aspect. Because it just, I feel like it was foreshadowing. Um, yeah. There's another part I want to say. So, really quickly, just to diverge a little bit. When uh, Ramonda and Shiri are at the, um, Ramonda and Shiri are at the, the campfire. Yeah. Um, Ramonda burns her funeral fit, but mm. Shiri doesn't. Three doesn't. Yep. Then, that foreshadowing. Wear it again. Um, and then of course, you know, the movie's over, she burns it. So that's how I'm like, okay, this is probably the and we're not probably gonna get another Black Panther movie. But um I feel I just like hope to see her again. Yeah, we're definitely gonna see her. I feel like we're definitely gonna see Namor again. We're gonna see oh, you yeah, know, for sure. the person in the uh in credit scene again. Um yeah, this story's the story's not over, but the chapter is over. Yeah. Yes. Mikey. That's a good Sorry to interrupt it. you, but I just noticed in your picture, I want to congratulate you because you're wearing white to the black oh. to the Wakanda Forever movie. So, good job. Good job. Sure. Messy, you're fake. Uh Emmanuel, I don't know if you wore white, but it looks like you didn't, so you're fake. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I was uh, out. Out doing uh, adult things before I went to the movie. <laughs> you could have done it with white. Uh, I forgot to wear white because <laughs> I, I didn't know I was going to the movie premiere until Waldy was like, "Hey, you want to go to the movie premiere?" And I was already out and about. Like that's true. Like yeah, might as well. Let's do, yeah, as well. do adult stuff and then go to see an, uh, an adult movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah uh, as everyone. As everyone was saying, um, the cameo, it was a cool place to put it in because we can see some from MCU and just different movies that sometimes they'll put in a random cameo that doesn't need to be there. Example, the ex-wife doesn't need to be there. But um, no, she don't. They, <laughs> but you had Killmonger and it was a really cool place because like while they were saying, everyone was talking about Killmonger in the first I mean, that was like, I mean, that along with Creed, brought him to fame uh mainly so yeah it was cool to see him there 
And I do want to say that the, as Mikey was saying that like, oh, we might see Namor again and stuff like that. R- rumor has it is that as the movie ended, the United States is still quote unquote going to war with Wakanda because uh-huh. they think that's the problem. Is. So, and Namor was saying, oh, whenever they go to war, they'll come to us and ask for help. So rumor has it, that's what Thunderbolts is about uh, with Wakanda and US war and Namor and all that. Anyways, just wanted to point that out there. Post credit scene time. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So before we actually show, before we actually talk about the actual post credit, I want to I wanna talk about the post credit that I wanted to See <laughs> the postcard scene that you wanted, which is actually Messi's what you just mentioned. Scene. Yes, my postcard scene version, which is what Danny mentioned, which is actually a rumor that the whole premise of the Thunderbolt movie, which is the last movie for Phase Five on twenty twenty four or five, or yeah, is them going to attack Wakanda? They they're having all these spies go infiltrate at Wakanda because what happened on this movie, I thought, and it would have been cool to see more. would have been really cool. Like the, the ex-wife, I forgot her name. Um, I have it here looked up. I forgot. I, I don't know her name. Um, the lady from all those yeah. shows recording people. Yeah, her. I wanted her to be like, okay, so they doing this, we need to do this. That's when, where she could have shown up. She that, didn't have to that, show up during the movie. Exactly. That would have been a a post-credit scene that I would like that would move forward with the faces. But they went to a different route. Again, this movie was for what T'Challa. it was for. For T'Challa, for Black Panther, and their franchise that they're doing. So again, the post credit scene, they introduced a mid credit scene. They introduced a very important character that will be shown later on on the, the franchise, hopefully taking the mantle of the new Black Panther, uh, a.k.a. the son of T'Challa, T'Challa Jr. Um, that's pretty much T'Challa Jr., yeah. Um, yeah, so the, he got introduced um, for the first time. He is... Did they say his age? Like, no. Six. He's a kid. Oh, they did? Six. No, because she disappeared six years oh, ago. Oh, that's true. And that, that could have been the whole reason why she disappeared. Yeah, he's going to be around six years six. old. About five or six. Yeah. About that time. So, T'Challa got busy before he got blipped. Right. <laughs> and then when he comes back, he's like, whoa. I just imagine the conversation he thought he will have when he saw his kid for the first time after he got he re- he got blood again. Um, yeah, so I I thought it was like while like while they while they gave me the best example for this, if I didn't enjoy the movie, it was like She Hulk. If you didn't see She Hulk, it's when Hulk brought his son, it was a car, and it was there. That's mm. how what I felt with this post creation. It didn't really change me a lot on my on my mind. It didn't blow me away. I did like that they introduced them, though. I know that the future of T'Challa, of his future of T'Challa Jr., uh, like Mikey said earlier, because he actually talked about it earlier with the new kid being the possible with the uh, Young Avengers and all this 
young people stuff that he could be part of. Uh, but yeah, so he didn't change my world. It felt like She-Hulk, like Wally said, but take it away. <laughs> hey, auntie. Hey, auntie. <laughs> All right, who's next? Go. Did y'all notice any small details that weren't uh, talked about or like discussed anywhere? Because one thing that Cindy pointed out to me while I was watching um, was that scene where they're rescuing. Sure. Forget his name. Um, Agent Ross. Oh, yeah, Ross. Yeah. Yeah. So the van that he was in, the license plate for that one said CB. 11 something and it was chadwick boseman and then it was birthday as the license plate damn oh pointed that out to me and i was like whoa that's really cool that they're paying homage to him in multiple different ways yeah besides just the, the beginning and then the ending where they were like to our dear friend chadwick. damn man with the easter egg i see you okay yeah, i thought that was really cool i was like wow it's like uh disney when they put like the a yeah 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 they, they actually really they actually do that a lot um with with stan lee um yes but obviously like he he passed away as well um a couple of years ago obviously he's not there there to move any cameras after endgame so they put little easter eggs of of him so uh, i'm kind of happy to do the same thing with with chadwick on this specific one. i didn't know i didn't notice it until you mentioned it um mm. of the license plate I, I i should be paying attention to, to more to the license plate because every license plate on, on every movie they have <laughs> they have some sort of meaning to it something um, yeah yeah I, I didn't pick that up but that was a nice straight that they let on the movie mm-hmm. i do want to mention about the easter egg it i don't know it just felt like that could have been somewhere else like actually in the movie versus the mm-hmm. post credit scene um you know it just it just felt slightly out of place not like not fully out of place i think it was still a good post credit scene but i think it could have been placed somewhere differently um also yeah never mind yep that's it wait this time he doesn't wear like in a different setting like yeah i feel like maybe before she was like I don't, I don't know where i don't know where it just i i didn't feel like that was the spot too i do i do think that the po- i'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one because i thought the post credit scene was done beautifully as far as production wise where like we see like shuri finally accepting that her brother is dead finally accepting that her mother is dead by burning the the thing and having her alone time and then Rihanna starts singing her song, and then we get the entire song playing through. And then at the end of the song is when we're introduced to Prince Totala again. But this is supposed to be for the the future the, generation. The future. Yeah, I guess so that's I thought true. that was done. I thought that was done very nicely. I just really like. I really liked how it ended with the mm-hmm. with her like, you know, with the flashbacks, and then the Rihanna's song, which was really good. Um, yes. I just, I, I, to me, that felt like the statement, like you said, it was still good. It was still good with, you know, another T'Challa future generation of him variation, uh, being there, but I just really loved that closing. And I, I don't know. I feel like I would, I would have liked it to end right there more, but I don't know. Either, either way was good. I liked either way. Mm-hmm. What about you, Waldy or Mikey? Uh, 
Um, I really enjoyed it. The post credit scene was beautiful. I mean, we she uh she does get her alone time finally. She does finally is like she she listens to her mom. This is her like the whole movie. Her and her mom are just bumping heads. You know, they never see eye to eye. And I mean, I know it's so super sad for me to say this, but she didn't finally see her mom's point of view of things until her mom was right. Yeah. So now she's um she's kind of forced to and she's like, okay, but I'm gonna do the stupid thing. Cause you know, when it happened, she was making jokes, she's like, oh. Namor's hit as part of the ritual, and she's like, "Uh, no, girl, put, put your fucking spear, sorry, <laughs> put your spear up, you know." Um. So, and then of course, she gets to Shalabak, but I want to say instead of it being like you know, technically her nephew, she gets it as you know, she was always in you know T'Challa's shadow. Now T'Challa's in her shadow as in he's gonna look up to her as opposed to her always looking up to you know Chadwick. yeah that's true that's a good so, one weird flip of the coin kind of thing and i love to see where they take this from here uh yeah the movie ended perfectly for me i wouldn't want to change it any other way well then. uh so i'm gonna lay it down flip it and reverse it on that <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really like the uh, the post credit scene. It was good. It was good, but I feel like it wasn't necessarily Tomato. necessary to put him in the movie already. <laughs> uh, I would have liked, let's say, because and remind me, because I honestly I forgot. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So it's Ant Man. Well, we can't really do anything like that, but it would be cool to see kind of. Uh, tra- like a very small transition uh, from where Black Panther's going to lead maybe to Ant-Man or any involvement like that. Mm-hmm. Let's say if there was a future fight or anything like that, I would have loved to see that to kind of advance. Yes, it does give the advancement like, yeah, that's this T'Challa and he's going to be the new Black Panther, but it is going to be years and years and years until he'll finally like take up the mantle per se and do that. So I would have loved to see a little bit more, kind of like how you guys said, uh, transition into Phase 5, um, have that lead the way. Or even if we couldn't have that, keep where we had in the mid-credit seed and add a post-credit seed as well. Yeah. So that way we could have had that. That I would have enjoyed. Yeah, that, that would have... I, I agree with you on that. They, I, that's what I originally wanted. I wanted something that will continue the to the next phase but i guess they took it in a different route they just kept it um more into the specific movie that they're trying to to show us instead of trying to distract us with any other projects yeah like it felt obviously it's a marvel movie but it didn't feel like a marvel movie obviously because of the of what the movie represents um but again, we're we're little spoiled brats, and we want more of. <laughs> of like, um, um, kind of tied into that. Like, if you think about the first Wakanda Forever, we have, we have the integration where they're like, "Oh, the White Wolf," and we show Bucky. Right. Yes, it's showing kind of a movie before. I don't think we're ever gonna get like the White Wolf per se, but it was still leading towards it, while having Black Panther in it. 
And that would have been great to see this here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the White Wolf part. I feel like the White yeah, Wolf so long, been yeah. introduced if Chadwick Moseman was still here with us. Um, yeah. I feel like this movie would have been done completely different, but I'm glad that uh, we got what we got. I cannot yeah. complain about what we received from this. Yeah. So, ultimately, uh, this is our show, and this was a great episode. Go watch the movie. If go you watch, go watch, watch if you made it all the way through this podcast without watching the movie. Um, Sorry. I guess you know what happens. So. <laughs> Thank this, you for this, listening to this is our show. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. This is our, the first time we've had basically the whole crew here um, in, in our pod, our whole friend group. So it was really cool doing that. You guys can introduce yourselves the way we introduced, or you guys can outtroduce yourselves the way you introduce yourselves. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Again, my name is Waldy. Uh, you can follow me either on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, at Waldy underscore A. That's me. It's still your boy, Mikey. Um, I am Childish Mikey. You can find me on, like I said before, Christian Mingle, Snapchat, Instagram. I also am now on Farmers.com. So just send the links and I'll, I'll add the account. Exclusive content. Exclusive content. <laughs> Well, I'm Manny. It was been nice talking with everybody. Thank you for very much for having me on this podcast. And if you find me on social media, then you find me on social media. You find them. Uh, once again, you can find me at Danny42 with three N's, two is taken um, on Instagram. Let me know who you are so I don't think you're a scammer. And uh, if you are a scammer, you can go to this guy because he likes scammers. No, I don't. Don't follow me if you're a scammer. Again, so yeah, my name is uh, Mason Morales. You can always follow me on Instagram with uh, uh Follow us. Let us know uh, what you think about the episode. But if you don't want to follow us on our personal account, you can always follow us on Unqualified Heroes on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Listen to our, our content. Let us know what you think. Comment, share, and always stay on our things because we always update stuff. So this is it. Peace out, guys. Peace out. Uncle of my heroes out. Bye-bye.